Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special podcast episode about Fantasy Football Survivor. What is Fantasy Football Survivor? We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I just want to say, if you if you found uh, found us in the tweet about Fantasy Football Survivor, obviously you're in the right place. If you are a Dynasty Junkies listener, I want to warn you, there is absolutely no Dynasty content in this podcast, um, but uh, we're putting it on the feed. I'm hoping maybe you stick with it, give it a listen. Maybe it'll be something you're interested in. Uh, it's a really fun, different type of league that pretty much everyone who's played in it said it's one of their favorite leagues they've ever been in. So I hope you stick with us. Uh, I have, I'm, in a minute, I'm going to give a brief overview of the game, but we do have some of the former players here to kind of talk about it talk about why you should play what's great about it so uh, we have actually the two previous winners we have jeremy uh air quotes ethan glidden uh <laughs> jeremy how you doing tonight doing all right thanks so much for having me uh here i love to talk about fancy survivor all things survivor so uh yeah thanks thanks for having me here yeah, definitely had to have you. Jeremy won season one. Uh, we did this is our third season we're going into. We're hoping to do two leagues this year. Uh, obviously, still accepting applications. That's why we're doing this pod. Season two winner, Jason Andrew, uh, Jason Andrew, Jason Smith. Uh, I'm thinking of your Twitter handle, uh, also known as Smitty to the players in the game. Uh, Jason, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Rock. Uh, excited to talk about the league. Yeah, I went by Smitty in season two, but uh, Jason's the name, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, also from season two, uh, pretty much everybody else is uh, from season two. Uh, Zach Pulaski. He's at the big Pulaski on Twitter. You may have seen him recently uh, putting out some uh, fantasy content himself. Zach finished second to, to Jason slash Smitty. Uh, I know he's still bitter about that, but Zach, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm the first loser. I'm proud of it, too. No, thanks and, for having me. And maybe uh, maybe Jeremy remembers exactly where she, or maybe Shuey remembers exactly where he finished. But Joe Shuey is our other guest. We have a couple people who also were hoping to pop in here, but uh, this is the last guest with us now. So Shuey, how's it going tonight? I'm doing good, Rocky. I think I finished in seventh, and I got out because of the diabolical alliance between Zach and Jason here. Yes, which uh, we'll, we'll be getting into alliances and the like, but. Like I said, I wanted to give kind of a broad overview of, of what it is we're talking about. So Fantasy Football Survivor is a league, a redraft league. I started a couple of years ago. Uh, there's 16 or 18 teams uh, going over the entire season pretty much. Uh, it's very much like online Survivor with Fantasy Football layered on top of it. Uh, as I said, it takes place over the whole season, divided into tribes. The first season we did two tribes. The second season we did three tribes. Uh, you'll have to sign up to see what we're doing this year. Um, we have challenges in the form of fantasy football matchups, just like they have challenges on the show. These determine immunity, determine rewards, and, of course, someone gets voted out every week. Uh, along the way, there's all sorts of survivory things, uh, tribe swaps, merges, twists that you definitely will not see in the rules, uh, immunity idols, advantages. Uh, haven't really found a way for people to find immunity idols, but uh, you can essentially win them through fantasy football player performances. So again, that's the fantasy football getting mixed in there. Uh, and it all culminates with a, a live final tribal council. Uh, we've got to try and get as many people on a zoom call as we can. Uh, it was a great turnout last year for season two. It was a little less for season one as, as Jason knows and Jeremy. Um, but, and that's I did not mention that actually. Jason actually played in both seasons, so he had a little, little leg up going into season two. But uh, 
but yeah, where the finalists plead their case, just like the show, get asked questions like on the show, and uh, and then we the jury votes on a winner. And and we do use the for the jury, unlike the show, we everybody who gets eliminated is on the jury just to kind of keep people engaged throughout the season. It's also Redemption Island is another way to keep people engaged. If you're familiar with Survivor, uh, you kind of have a chance to get voted or win your way back into the game. So that's basically the the broad overview. Um, I wanted to get into some some things here, and I kind of let you guys go. So, one is survivor strategy versus fantasy football strategy. That's kind of kind of how I build this. It's those two things combined. But I, I guess I'll let the, the two guys who've won talk on this first on, on how much fantasy football even factored. I feel like for one of you, it factored in more than the other. So. Uh, Jeremy as as the lead winner and, and a guy who helped me, you know, the quote unquote the production team on season two and now on season three. Uh, how much does fantasy football matter? How much does the survivor strategy matter? Yeah. So uh, also, I want to point out uh, Ben joined with us, and I believe he is not on mute. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So certainly for my uh, for the first season, I was much more worried, and this comes from just you know my big being a big fan of the TV show Survivor, uh, of uh, managing my threat level. So I certainly never wanted to, like, have the best team or anything. Not that I was ever, like, in, in the running for that. I'm pretty sure my first-round pick, you know, was a complete dud. Um, and and that's such a big deal when there are uh, when there are 20 people in the game, which, which there were, um, or I guess 16, but, tw- but 20 rounds of drafting. Um, but... Uh, it's really interesting, you know, talk like the way that you strategize and talk about that. Because if you want to target the people that, you know, are perceived to have better teams, then they could potentially talk with each other and say, you know, hey, these guys who, you know, might have worse teams than us, they're all ganging up trying to get us out. Um, and so I think there's a really interesting, you know, social dynamic there because you want to be able to to target people that could potentially win those immunities, you know, down the line and, and be safe because their team is good. Um, but then also, you know, if if you have an alliance member who that, that you're working with who has a better team and you're, you know, putting out that sort of strategy, then they might want to turn on you instead. All right. And so um, I think it's really interesting kind of figuring out, you know, where where you are uh, and, and using people's fantasy teams as ways to target each other. Our first season, we. Uh, the first guy we voted out, we we truly targeted because uh, we were worried about his connection to a player on the other tribe. Um, but in the 2020 season, he had his first round pick was Miles Sanders, who I believe got injured week one and was out for the season. And so we used that as a cover for why we wanted to vote him out. So then that way it wouldn't actually leak to the other tribe and to his friend on the other tribe that it was because they had that connection. Right. So you, uh, I think all of the, the fancy football stuff for me, it was all about, OK, how do we use uh, people's different teams and how good they are, the players on their teams as ways to either say that we want to keep them in the game or try to target them? Um, yeah, I think, Jason, you'd be great to talk more on the strategies of having a more dominant team, which I know you, you used to, that assisted in your win. Yeah. Just before Jason started, I just wanted to point out, like you're kind of showing exactly what I'm trying to say, that. The fantasy football does matter, but it's very, very much a survivor game, probably more than a fantasy football league. But 
but Jason, you speak on that. And because I, like he said, you definitely, especially in season two, because as I said, you were in both seasons, you definitely had a more dominant fantasy football team. Was that intentional? Uh, Just maybe speak to that a little bit. Um, I think off the bat, it wasn't intentional. Um, I was just drafting the team how I would any other team. Um, But I do think, I do agree that the survivor side of it comes into play a little more than the fantasy football aspect, but the fantasy football aspect can give you so many different advantages throughout. Um, You can get, you can win hidden immunity idols for having players hit certain benchmarks, uh, at least, you know, last year, um, which, which helped, you know, I had, I won, I think three immunity idols last year, which helped along the way. Um, I think you got a couple in season one too. I had a couple in season one, which (laughs) turns out to be my downfall. If you ask Jeremy, (laughs) AKA Ethan, Um, but it also, once you come to the merge, the, having the high score would allow you to be safe for the week, right? So you have a good fantasy team. You could be safe each week. And I think I was safe uh, a good amount of weeks in season two towards the end there, especially, you know, kind of helped. Um, also having the high score at the end of the year gives you the – gave us the opportunity to go on to the final tribal and bring whoever we wanted along with us. So I think all those aspects played a big part in helping me win at the end. And then even during the final tribal, you know, and I think it was Shuey who's on with us tonight brought up the fantasy football aspect of the game, which also really helped, I think, secure my win with some of the other players help, uh, you know, mention how it was part of my game and trying to have one of the better rosters and have that high score at the end. Okay, and it's, uh, let's go to, to Shuey. And I want Zach to speak on this too because I'm not sure, I'm not sure how much you guys. I, I know uh, Jason knew a lot going in. I know Jeremy was a hardcore survivor guy going in. Uh, how much, like, what did you expect going into to your seasons um, in terms of like fantasy football versus the survivor aspect? You did get to read the bylaws, but I don't know that you can really get that from that. So, uh, Shuey, I'll let you go first, then Zach. Yeah, no, for me coming in, I had watched old school Survivor up through like maybe like season 10 to 12. And then coming back into the league made me really go back and rewatch a lot of stuff. And going back and rewatching or watching for the first time, all the newer seasons kind of helped me understand a lot of the rules that were going on within the game. Um, but, you know, honestly, I wasn't expecting our tri mates to like go so hard in this game. I thought we were going to come in shoot the shit a little bit and just kind of talk to each other and make some strategy. But like we spent hours and hours and hours on this game. Like the people that really wanted to win went hard at it. And I think Zach can talk to that a little bit because he was one of the, the best game players in this game. And he spent, I think Zach spent a lot of time building relationships and getting to know everybody. And that was part of the reason why he went so far in the game. Yeah, for me, I mean, I think I had only watched two the first two seasons of Survivor thanks to Paramount Plus right before I joined the league, and then I started watching more. But other than that, I didn't really have an extensive knowledge of it. I knew that I, I would have a good social game regardless just because I know I can build good interpersonal relationships. So I felt good about that part, but it was really just dependent on how I drafted. And I think that's such a unique characteristic of this type of fantasy football league is the fact of it's not often in any redraft league that it's 18 teams drafting. So by the time you're hitting those late rounds, 
you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel in regards to who you're picking there. You know, you're you're picking guys where you're hoping even the second string might get injured and then the third string catches a chance. You know, these these long shot things where then suddenly, you know, some other guy that's been a free agent all year suddenly is picked up and that guy never even gets the shot. You see plenty of weird things happen, but it makes it really fun because you can have a very surface level knowledge of fantasy football where you just play in home leagues or you can be very in depth with your fantasy football knowledge. But either way, that alone won't carry you to the end. You, you, I think it's best to have both, but you could be a hardcore survivor fan with a very surface level football knowledge and, you know, do, hold your own, I would say. But from my experience, the main thing was, I guess, as as we kind of get into the rest of it, you know, we did stacking. So this is something I never even really thought about previous to joining. But as part of my tribe, we're playing against other tribes trying to win that week. We're trading the best players on teams so we can try and get a tribe win. And, you know, in normal fantasy football, it's about myself getting the win and that's it. I'm not going to give up my best players to someone else, but you have to think as a team throughout it. So you're trying to come up with game plans for specific teams to have certain stacked lineups so you have favorable outcomes there. And that's where it also gets more exciting because, I mean, at one point, Shuey received a ransom note from a guy in our tribe saying, hey, you're not getting your players back. At another point, I mean, I was the guy that, you know, went MIA right after Monday Night Football and then blindsided the guy after he gave me his players to stack my team for that week. So then I had his guys the rest of the year. Thanks again for Kyle Pitts and Tom Brady. But, you know, there's plenty of ways to go. It's it's a good time. I love it. Yeah, and I do want to get back to that. But I did want to – we had a, someone else join us. Drew, I, I always feel like I butcher your last name when I say it. Prowl? Close enough. Prowl. Okay. <laughs> Pro, okay. Uh, at uh, dr underscore pra on Twitter's a fellow member of the the DAP network with me, uh, uh, who does the fantasy timeline. Uh, but Drew, I, I feel. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You were not a big. You played in season one. You were not a, a huge Survivor fan going in, or, or were you? Yeah, I uh, I joined season one because I think it was during COVID, right? And I was pretty much uh, yes joining everything that I could. I was looking for anything different that I could find. Uh, I really appreciate that it was a redraft opportunity because I had already at that point signed up for my my fill of dynasty leagues. Uh, so, and then yeah, the survivor piece uh, it was it was definitely a unique twist that nobody else was doing. So, or that I knew of, anyways. So, um, yeah, I said, hey, what the heck? I didn't expect to last very long, and uh, surprise, surprise, I didn't. Uh, I think I made it maybe six weeks in or so. Um, but uh, it's interesting to hear Zach talk about kind of the the two sides of the coin, you know, being able to either know the game intimately and then, uh, you know, fantasy football at a at a passable level or vice versa. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear. I know we spent the weekend with David at the expo and hearing him kind of share his perspective, how he and Jeremy approached the first season, which was overkill, by the way. It, you know, Shuey talked about how, how hard some of these people went after this thing. And I mean, I'm staring at Jeremy's headband getting flashbacks and slight PTSD <laughs> of being violated is, violated is the only word I can come up with that comes close to how I felt around week seven. 
Um, but yeah, a, a ton of fun. Um, and you know, it, it is, you know, like Zach was saying, if you have a, a sense of who's around you and, uh, I, I'm not the most extroverted person. So trying to go and build those relationships was definitely a weakness of mine. So if you're proactive in that space and you're able to, to get a pretty good read either by your gut feel. And I heard season two, uh, Shui was sharing, you know, marathon telephone calls, trying to figure things out, um, I don't know how y'all did that last year. I would have been able to do that in maybe 2020, but, uh, but yeah, tons of fun to experience something different. Uh, I like, yeah, Rocky, I was not at all. I, I don't think I've watched enough episodes of survivor in my lifetime to make a whole season. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's them. why I wanted you to talk about it. Cause I, that's when I heard it, whether you're, you're heavy on the survivor side, light on the fantasy football side or vice versa. I think most people still find this league pretty fun. Yeah, I felt pretty good coming away with my draft. I got hit with a couple of injuries, but um, I think Jason was talking about the fantasy side, having a good team, you know, generally being safe. Uh, and then it was really when you started to throw in the the weird stuff about, uh, you know, the idols and then, you know, exp- it exposes other teams that would otherwise be safe. Um, so, yeah, I felt pretty good about my roster going into the season, but then, yeah, by week three, four or five, we start seeing the other tribes start to trade pieces around. And then, you know, now I've got to figure out how much do I really trust these other people in my tribe? Uh, do I really want to give, uh, you know, I think I had maybe Justin Herbert that year or something as my quarterbacks. Like, am I really going to get this guy back? And, you know, you watch and see, and maybe you see, a couple of teams make the trade backs the week after, and that's cool. Um, and then, uh, then I started to get adventurous and group me, and that's where I screwed myself. And I think probably <laughs> spilled too much uh, too quickly. Not that I really had a chance to go much beyond where I did. Uh, like I said, you know, I think being uh, knowledgeable about Survivor and some of the gamesmanship is definitely important. And I, if I were to do this again, I would definitely go back and you know do some season recaps and maybe read some read some uh, articles or something on, on some of the strategy and where, where some of the, the players go and see how that I could apply that. But uh, yeah, not knowing much about Survivor in general, it was still a lot of fun because it's so different than anything else you're, you're doing. Uh, yeah, a couple of things uh, Drew mentioned I want to touch on. Just uh, first, uh, since I did not mention at the beginning, yeah, we were definitely on a group me, a chat, a chat, uh, platform uh we we have been having some talks about possibly moving elsewhere but that's that's basically how all this goes you'll be having uh, and these guys can tell you about having all sorts of different side chats whatever uh uh, chat app we're on uh about what's going on and uh the other thing was that both of them kind of mentioned was this is a league uh, part of i think what makes it fun this is a league where collusion is not only allowed but it's encouraged I think there's even opportunities for it, even in the individual game, possibly if you, you know, if you're in an alliance with somebody, um, even at that point, you can still be moving stuff around. Does anybody, um, I know Zach mentioned already, Drew mentioned, anybody want to talk about it? I see uh, Jason raising his hand. Well, I was just going to kind of build on what you just said about even in the individual game last year, uh, we continued to stack lineups even once we got down to the individual portion and Rocky, you might have even messaged me and been like, what the heck is going on? You guys are still trading? I was this surprised. Is, yeah, it did yeah. not happen in the first season, I don't think. It, I don't think it did either. Everyone kind of kept their teams in the first season. But last year, you know, we had two pretty strong alliances even at the the merge. Um, and we just decided to continue to stack with each other and work our way towards getting those immunities and 
steal of players, making sure, you know, our players couldn't be stolen um, and whatnot. But it can definitely still, you know, that, that team aspect and getting in group me and having all those different chats going on and building those relationships just plays such a part of it, even individual game as well, keeping those tribes going. Yeah, and and one uh, kind of interesting point that we're kind of emphasizing this year that that's come up, especially last season, is uh, it is an online game, uh, and with that, it's it's been uh, in the previous two seasons. There's definitely been issues with uh, people talking to each other cross tribe, which is something you can't do on Survivor. We are actually this year we are do we are having a game where one is total open communication. Everybody knows who everybody is. The second one, we're at least attempting to, we're going to kind of create, uh, I think, character personas for everybody, not let them use their Twitter handles and close off communication. So it's going to be real interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Uh, Shuey, you you were in season two, and I know, I don't, I don't remember which side of that you're on, but I know there was definitely some people who had an issue with the cross tribe kind of stuff, the fact that it's unlike Survivor, you could just talk with anybody, um, and people found a way to do that. What, what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, throughout when I until I got out, I was very much against it, and then it was very vague in the rules. It said that we'd Which like was you a to, mine, we'd, least, yeah. we'd like <laughs> you to respect the integrity of the game and not really talk across tribes. But there's nothing we can really do to stop it or prevent it. And I don't know if it was what was it week one or week two started right away. Um, <laughs> Looking at Smitty Zach, over here. Zach and, and, and Smitty, yeah. Jason could probably speak on that. Yeah, so I mean. I wasn't the guys. only one. Let's not forget no, Taylor. No, was no, all, no, Taylor yeah, was yeah. talking to, to everybody. There was people that did it very poorly and people that did it smartly. The one guy, Taylor, reached out to probably three quarters of the league. I think there was like three or four of us that he didn't reach out to and immediately put a target on his back like, hey, this guy is trying to make cross up tribal alliances like week one like he's going to be a target whereas i think zach and smitty kind of slowly built it up and made some cross tribal alliances but only made a select handful and then kind of later on kind of brought the hammer in on everybody and i think to note on that with the relationship between smitty and i it was about protecting our own tribes you know taylor's his was more selfishly trying to build all these alliances all over the place. Smitty and I were both trying to protect our own guys and therefore trying to vote out that third tribe, which it, it worked out for us because pretty quickly, suddenly that third tribe disappeared fairly quick. And I mean, yeah, I would say it was successful there, but it, it was interesting in regards to just another aspect that stood out to me is how you can be a threat in so many different ways. Like you can just, you can be a threat because you're the top scorer for points on the year, but you can be a threat from your social game. You can be a threat from like being just anywhere near the top or just having a good roster where you could turn it around. There's plenty of ways where you could be a threat in various aspects. And I just kind of want to build on what Zach said about being a threat. One of my biggest concerns throughout the game, at least in season two, my biggest threats were the people who I considered wild cards. And I brought that up with Zach multiple times in our, in our conferences, like, you know, this person's a wild card, but that like, we had no idea what they were thinking. And so they had to go because they could have gone any direction. Shuey, you were a wild card there at the end. Oh. And so Shuey was oh. like, it was like, Shuey could go this way. Shuey could go that way. We got to well, get rid you of guys, you guys put the wild card label on me early. 
and I was supposed <laughs> to be the next man out of my tribe. Um, and somehow just, I was, as Zach says, I was the cat with nine lives. Just somebody else did something stupid. And I just kept like, well, we got to get this guy. We got to get this guy. We got to get this guy. But like, even so, like I proved to Zach, like I'm voting with you and like, and he knew it. Um, but still was going to try to get me out early on. Yeah. But you said the same thing to me, like, Oh, Smitty, I voted with you. I proved to you. And I was like, yeah, but you've done that before. <laughs> so I can't right. well, you, were at, you were at, you were, you were at the end game where, where I threw my vote for you to get in at the end where Zach, I was like, I was with him from day one. And then, yeah. But you also, I mean, you came back to us, Shuey after. So, you know, quick summary with nine people left, we end up drawing rocks, turns into a shit show. They try to blindside me, this and that. We'll skip over all the details to try and make it quick. But in the end, suddenly it's four and four of Two groups or two groups of four for alliances. Shuey was a part of our four, and well, he's finding out that well, we were just kind of using him the whole time. So Shuey's saying he's playing the middle, but we we're knowing like, oh, he felt like he was loyal to us since day one, and we had his back. But realistically, we were just dangling him out there as bait the whole time, and uh, and then we just kind of threw him out one one last time, and we caught another fish and we got him sent that week <laughs> and uh before we move on any further i just want to i know uh drew can only stop in for a short time here i know he just popped in but i, I want to let him pop out and just uh you know kind of you know sign off here Any, anything else you want to say about about the time you played in the game uh i think i said most of what i had to say it was uh it was a lot of fun and i would definitely look at doing it again down the road when i get back into some more redraft here um, hearing what these guys are talking about, I think I need to make some better friends on Twitter first before I try to dip my toes back in that water. Cause <laughs> I, I think, uh, this is where not knowing the game as well. Probably uh, it definitely hurt me a lot more. Um, I was pretty skeptical of everybody, but that only helps for so long. At some point you kind of got to throw in somewhere. Otherwise, uh, like these guys are talking about, it's just going to be, you know, I'll be out there on an Island. So, um, but yeah, I think, uh, regardless of what the, the exposure is to survivor, you know, I would, I would definitely want to watch a season or two beforehand again, maybe an old school one. And maybe, uh, one of the newer ones, I forget what number we're at now, like 30 something at this point. going into 43. Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, you know, I try to watch something <laughs> a little bit more contemporary, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was definitely an enjoyable time. And it, just going to the expo this last week too, and seeing the folks that were so, still excited about this league and wanting to continue. And I know, I think Jeremy has helped a little bit with uh, season two or is getting ready to help some more with season three. Yep. And David certainly is, has helped a lot and it's been a lot of fun. You know, last year it was really fun to just kind of sit back and watch a little bit as the updates trickle through Twitter, uh, knowing that I, I had nothing at risk. So I, if anything else, <laughs> this is great entertainment. I'm, I'm really excited to see how the two different groups and two different leagues work out this year. Um, so if you're on the fence at all, uh, I would throw in. I'd have some fun with it. You got a couple weeks before the regular season starts, and you probably have to draft everything. So go and watch a few episodes. Try to sneak a season or two in. And, uh, yeah, you can't find a better group of people that are going to have fun with it. And uh, if you want – I think that's why we join leagues at this point, right? A lot of us as degenerates, we're, we're in this because we want to be in it with good people. Uh, and that's a huge part of this, this group. Uh, I, I feel like we need to make some – you know, season one alumni shirts or something. Uh, Cause yeah, that was, uh, it, I know that was a test run and hopefully we did you proud Rocky. Hopefully uh, you it seems like you're, you're continuing with it. So hopefully the, um, 
you know, the pilot tested out well for you and I'm excited to see where it goes. And uh, if, if I ever see any of you come up again in a game down the road, uh, I'll know to stay away. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully uh, everybody has a good time and, and yeah, I, I hope you get more applications than you can fill and maybe you have to uh, look at a third league next year, Rocky, but uh, I appreciate you having me on for just a minute and guys, uh, thank you for the entertainment last year. Jeremy, uh, thank you for nothing, man. <laughs> okay, see you, Drew. Uh, oh, yes. But he, he he brought something up there um, that he mentioned. I wanted to just touch on real quick. Uh, he, he mentioned David a couple times. David is David Glidden, who's actually Jeremy's brother. Both both were in season one, which which gave them a leg up. I just want to let people know we have worked in season two. Definitely, I'm pretty sure it worked. In season three, we are doing the same too to keep things like that from happening. So if you think you're going to sign up with like three buddies and have a four person Alliance, that's most likely not going to work out. We, we, we kind of uh, do our best to see if there's any connections between people as much as we can as, you know, we're not the FBI or anything, but uh, we try and make sure we're not putting buddies in there together. But, but Jeremy, I, I'm curious what you think, uh, how much that did help you and, and would it change if you were playing now? Like would your success change, do you think? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, certainly with that with that first year, and you know, it being a new concept and everything, you know, it was it, similar to actual Survivor uh, season one. Like you watch that, and it's almost like a completely different show than you know seasons two and going forward, just because people are figuring out exactly what it is. And you know, and that that was that first season. You know, I come in with all of my you know knowledge of Survivor and everything, and some other people are some fans, but you know, a lot of people are just you know for friends of Rocky that you know like okay, like you need some more spots in this league, and so uh, that was you know, and even even to the last spot, it was like, hey, can you find one more person? So I was able to even find another buddy that was like, okay, we we're going to go into this you know, and we're going to have a target on our back if everyone knows that we're friends and know each other. So, um, uh, yeah. And so that, that was the reason for trying to like disguise the relationships between us and and everything like that, which I don't think would be a part of a future season. I think that will always be unique to season one, uh, just because of, you know, the amount of applicants and, uh, just because it was, you know, it was a brand new thing. So I don't, I definitely don't want my strategy of what worked for me in season one that was unique to that to deter anyone from, from any, uh, future seasons. Um, but I also I wanted to add on to what Drew, Drew was talking about. Uh, I also wouldn't want any, you know, people who are maybe more introverted to be deterred. We certainly talked about like, oh, you might have phone calls with people or stuff like that. Like uh, Drew himself and, and he, it, he does not give himself, a mu- you know, as much credit. Like, you know, he got right out before, you know, the, the tribes merged. But if he had made it to that merge, he was going to a long time just simply because people liked him. And uh, that that will be the most important thing to you know let you win the game like the people in the league actually have to like you to want to vote vote for you in the end and that was one of my weaknesses um i know certainly i lost votes at the end um for you know for people like drew saying like doing stuff overkill just because you know that's that's what i was comfortable with but that that was an oversight on my part like okay these guys are going to be mad about these things yes it's you know, collusion is allowed, tra- trading players is allowed, talking to other tribes is allowed. But at the end of the day, it's the people who you compete against who get to vote for who wins at the end. And so they develop 
their criteria for what they want in a winner and what is allowed for the season, essentially. And a lot comes down to all those those social dynamics. And so even though Drew was you know, saying he might be more introverted and wasn't talking as much, like just being a likable guy, I would say it's probably the most important thing to at least even have, have a shot at winning. Um, and, you know, during the week, even though there is a lot of time of strategizing, there's certainly, you start, you start to figure out the, the pattern of, of how, how much people are talking and when like Thursday, you know, it's, it's definitely you know, ramping up a lot because that's the beginning of the, the football week. Everyone's getting their Thursday night matchups ready and everything and kind of talking about like, okay, if we have to, if our tribe loses this week, what do we, you know, kind of, what do we think we should do, you know, kind of getting your ducks in a row sort of thing. But then Friday into Saturday, I think people kind of knew that was the time to, to calm down a little bit. You know, people are spending time with their families and things like that. So I, I don't want people to be deterred after hearing this, like, oh, you guys are spending 15 hours a week on this thing. Like, yes, but there's also the patterns of, you know, when you kind of like, you know, the lulls in the week of, okay, you know, we're right now, we're just waiting for Sunday for those games to happen. You know, people are off doing the stuff they're doing on their weekend and stuff. You know, it might be a couple of chats here and there. But like, there's certainly downtime for for anyone that's, uh, I would say, might be intimidated by that like you know, constant social thing. It is certainly a social game, and everything like that. And that's where the really the meat of all the strategy and 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 the fun really comes from. Um, but it's it's certainly something where you know you you'll have a break throughout the week. Like I, I never felt too exhausted by the end. I mean, it is a marathon and I was, I was pretty burned out by the end, but like through the week you, you had time to take a breath. And I, I wanted to point out, uh, cause I do, we were talking a lot about that. Oh, I put so many hours in a lot of people that I've talked to have played might not have necessarily planned on putting the hours going in, but then they just got so into it and were enjoying it so much that they wanted to put the, I see showy, showy, not as that. Can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, like I came in, I was like, Oh, I mean, I'll talk to people, but then like during the draft, like Zach and I would sit there on discord and would sit there and just talk to each other during the draft about what was going on with the draft, what was going on um, while we were playing video games. And we would just talk about the game and talk about life and then just like make becoming friends. And like you make friends in the league and then you talk with them you can make it on the phone with them for an hour, talk 40 minutes, then just like catching up with them and seeing how they're doing and then talk 20 minutes about gameplay. So it's not like you're diving into the game just to talk to people about the game. Like you're making friends and like learning about people and like getting to know them in the real world. Yeah. I wanted to mention that too. I, I was thinking that I forgot to do it when Drew left, but he sort of mentioned that when he's talking about how we, we met up with people at the expo. Uh, I admit you and, and another player, Sean, that's not with us tonight. Um, but, but like, there are people that I believe I think I I think you guys will all agree with, especially the season two people as as it got more as evolved a little more, that are probably going to be like lifelong friends because of this game that had never met before this league. Zach, oh, yeah. you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm the one that definitely I was the one known for being an, on all the phone calls. I had the phone numbers of more than half half the league, and I mean, I was doing phone calls with this guy and that guy getting updates and intel from someone relaying it to someone else but also just yeah building relationships first and foremost i mean like for example i alluded to using shui as bait earlier but that wasn't anything personal like i i liked him at that point him and i had already had so many long conversations where i already viewed him like a friend that i knew i was going to 
be talking to for years to come after this football season ended. And I think that was what was most profound to me was we've all been in redraft leagues where you you might have a mutual friend or two, but you don't really get to know that many other people in the league. And, or maybe you build one or two other relationships, but you don't really get to know a whole lot of people that well. And it's still kind of surface level like, oh, yeah, we're in a fantasy football league together and kind of acquaintances. But there's a lot of people that I met in this league that I – I really feel like I got to know on a very intimate and personal level where I view them as close friends. I mean, Henry, for example, he was someone that he was my wild card, but since I knew it would never hurt me, I kept him close to kept him in my, uh, in my pocket, ready to use at all times. But we did so many phone calls when he wasn't working where, I mean, his wife and kids now view me as part of the family, you know, like stuff like that. I never expected. I never, anticipated even doing phone calls with these guys but you know yeah the shoey and i talking off the bat with draft stuff i've i've done phone calls talking draft strategy with people before but then when the season starts it fades but this is that was just you know the beginning of a whole lot of conversations i was not ready for but i just started to care more and more about the game and get more and more invested with each week Right. And, and that's another bonus. I just wanted again, because I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this that are more fantasy players and not survivor addicts like a lot of us uh, on this podcast are. And just again, if, if you play fantasy well, you can do well in this game, even without the survivor aspect. Jason kind of talked about that earlier. Like you're, if you're getting idols and, and, and there's other advantages in the game. Uh, that result from the fantasy aspect. So I don't want, we're talking a lot about the survivor side of it. So I just didn't I'm, want that to get lost, that there's a lot of of fantasy advantages. If, 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 if you're good at fantasy, if you draft well, um, at the end, it, it, whoever has the most points in the season gets an, uh, an advantage in terms of who they're taking to the end with them. So there's a lot of fantasy aspects to it. Honestly, uh, if like to, to touch on that, the, the fantasy aspect, like, I think that was more my side. Like, I never had a single phone call with any of the the guys here. And I, while I obviously didn't make it to the end, I, I made it for, for a while. I lost with when we kicked rocks. Um, but it was the fantasy aspect that I got voted out twice. I got to come back in because my team actually, yes. you know, scored, scored enough points the first time to make it. And then I had the most points out of everybody. Uh, that was down there the second weekend and came in. So while I did have, I de- I definitely didn't have the extent of the survivor knowledge as a lot of the people talking. I did watch uh, a few seasons. I definitely knew about it. But for me, the aspect, you know, going back, you know, you don't have to be on these phone calls all the time. Someone's watching going, oh, you know, that is a lot of commitment. Do I have it? I never had had a phone conversation, but I did. Lot, I did text a lot within the group chat. We had private conversations, but I was, ne- I was never on the phone calls, but I did get to know the, the people well. I think uh, I was decently well-liked. I also happened to be in the tribe that, you know, Zach uh, mentioned that was the one that was pinpointed to get, to get kicked out that they were trying to pick off. But in, at the end of the day, I, I made it decently far, um, got, got out from kicking rocks, but I was there. I wasn't in either of the big alliances. Um, I did kind of have like, Every time I did make try to make a move and it bombed in my face, there was always somebody a little bit big, uh, bigger of a threat. But the two times that I did get voted out, it was my fantasy team because at the end of the day, when we went to after the when we went to individuals or even after the first merge when I first came back in, 
I didn't get traded with much. The trading was still happening, but I pretty much was sticking with my original team because even when the people wanted to work with me or said they were, they were like, well, let's not trade because then people will know we're working together, you know, so let's not do that. So I, I was stuck with pretty much the team that I drafted. And honestly, when I got kicked out, I think I was second in total points um, at the time. And that was a big reason why I was able to go. I, I won the immunity there at the end and high points. Um, and honestly, if it didn't go to rocks, I was guaranteed myself at least one more week, potentially <laughs> two. I was just going to say, I was going to make that point that, yeah, if it, you know, through a whole series of stuff that we're not going to get into here, as Zach mentioned earlier, uh, it ended up going to a rock draw. And yeah, I think it, it Ben was not going out that week if that had not happened. And he made it very far into the game, as he said, with someone who was not making the calls and all that. It was, I believe that was post-merge, for those who don't know. That's more than ha- halfway through the game if you're not a Survivor fan. Uh, so, but, so yeah. But Ben, like he was saying, his fantasy team helped him out. He got those advantages. He got some idols, and that helped carry him the game. And kind of like Jeremy said, even though he wasn't on the phone calls, Ben was a nice dude. Ben was a good person. Ben, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. And so that helps you too, right? You don't have to have, you don't have to be on all these strategic talks and phone calls and all this stuff, but come in, be a good person, talk to people, have a good time, and you can do just fine in the game. Okay. And yeah. To add on to that, like, like just from a pure, if you only play fantasy football, you haven't watched Survivor at all, you want to, be in a league that's more social in regards to just building more long-standing relationships while also playing in a deeper fantasy football league, you could easily look at it that way because, you know, 18 teams, 20 rounds, it's really deep. It's really challenging in that capacity. Throw out all the social game aspect. I mean, there's plenty of people that made it far. I mean, Noah, the other guy from the final three, he... For the most part, you know, he was relatively active in the chat, but for the most part, didn't play a strong social game, didn't talk to a lot of people, but him and I got close. And, you know, realistically, you don't need to be doing all these conversations or phone calls or this or that. You know, you can just build a relationship with one person and that could easily, if even if your team's not doing well, lead you a long way into this game where you're slowly getting along and then hopefully having a chance at winning. Yep, definitely. And I just, I, I told told you all you guys before we started, I, I don't want to make this thing like a junkies episode where we go 90 minutes. So uh, I'm going to try and finish this up here. I'm actually, what I want to do real quick is maybe just 30 seconds to a minute. Each one of you, if you just want to say one more thing or tie it up with your, your survivor experience, I'll kind of go clockwise on my screen. Start with Shuey. Uh, any, anything you want to say about the game to, to, to the people that are listening here? Yeah, I will say if you want a league that is exhilarating, can keeps you on the edge of your seat all year long and all week long, this is the game for you. It's totally different, super fun, and you're going to make lifelong friends out of it. So there's my big three things to take away from it. Zach, anything else? If you want a league where, you know, yeah, you're going to build these lifelong friends, but also just a super unique format where you've never experienced anything like it you're kind of tired of the same old thing this is exactly what you need and you'll enjoy the hell out of it and meet a lot of great people jason yeah and i know we touched a lot on the fantasy football side but I, even for our survivor junkies out there like if you want something that's 
pretty dang close to Survivor without being stranded on an island. I mean, it it gives you the feel, man. You you're you're Wednesday afternoons, you're tense about the vote, the tribal council vote. Like there was a couple votes where I couldn't eat my lunch. I was so nervous. So like I it gives you that all the way down to the final tribal where you have to literally get onto a zoom call with all the people you help remove from the game and convince them to try to vote for you. Like everything about it is a very, besides being on that Island, I felt like I was playing survivor. That might be a little crazy, but like, I honestly felt that way, but yes, it's a great time. I highly recommend it. I, I mean, I played two straight seasons. It's going to be, I couldn't get enough and I don't know what I'm going to do this year without being again, but I know Jason said that to me is like, it's going to feel empty without survivors. I'm going to take a backseat. I'm going to take a backseat. I'm going to help Rocky. I'm going to help Jeremy. And uh, well, I'm going to be excited to see it from that side. Jeremy. Yeah. Well, adding on to that, I was really glad to be not on the player side of the second year because I, I know certainly my first year, we, we, you know, piss a lot of people off with it, with the strategies I implemented. And, and yeah. And if, if, if you want a league where you're going to have to make a lot of, you know, strategic, strategic decisions, you know, on, on levels that, you know, you, you can't just get in any you know board game or, you know, any, you know, fancy football league like this, this is the place to do it. You know, that's, that's why I love it. That's why I love survivor with the you know, overlapping of all the, the social aspects of everything. So uh, it, it is so much fun. And, and even the people that, that you truly like do betray, like, when when I voted out Jason, it was the it was the day before Thanksgiving. I am I'm with family. Like we're we're gonna you know eat that turkey the next day. And like even voting him out, like even though I knew I had to do it to have a chance at winning, like like I felt sick to my stomach that day. And and I think that just speaks to how connected uh, people can get. And so I, I highly recommend people join, try it out because it is, it is so much, so much worth it. Like it's, it, it is so much more worth it than any of the things that we have said that was like, Oh, you know, you might get stressed out or, you know, at a time, like it, it is all, all so worth it. And I am entirely not sure if Ben is still here. He is not on the screen. I, I think he just muted himself. Okay, Ben, <laughs> um, anything you want to say before we finish up here? Uh, yeah, you know, um, you guys have just touched on, obviously, the, the social aspect of the game itself. But I, uh, the other side of it, too, if you're looking to get in, is that we talked about the friendship a bit. You know, I'm, I'm, I live out in Vegas. The draft was here. I did. Shuey came down to the draft, got to meet him, a couple other guys. And the other aspect is if you're just somebody that's like, man, I love fantasy football. I love Survivor, but I want to find more like-minded people. Um, the drafts that I, the, the, the leagues that now I'm in this year, I've added probably seven to eight different leagues to my, um, to, to my portfolio, however you would call it with these guys, with different people from here, the Survivor uh, league that we did on the, you know, for the two seasons ago that, that happened. So if you're just looking as well for people like, man, I want some like-minded people to talk fantasy football with, join some more leagues, find more people in the industry that I'm interested, uh, that have, that I want to talk to and Survivor people that I can do talk survivor with more, uh, get more into that community. Those are two aspects that after the league ended that, you know, not only the friendship, but that's what I was looking for. Like I would love to just meet more people. You know, I go to work personally and I have like one guy, one buddy at work that I talk to about, uh, fantasy football. There's not many at all that talk survivor. So finding other like-minded people that after the league was done, that now I have that connection with, uh, for me, that was another aspect that I really enjoyed. 
Okay, great. Uh, yeah, it's been great to hear from all of you. Uh, thank you all for coming on tonight. Uh, I just want to finish up by saying, uh, if you, you found your way to this podcast, listen to the whole thing. Um, if you haven't dove into the the, the the tweet we sent out, there is the bylaws in there, um, kind of general bylaws of, of even further, more detailed rules of what, what the game is. Um, we're also going to be uh, probably tweeting out a little bit of a, a promo video to kind of give you even a little more idea from some players that weren't, uh, at least one player I think that wasn't here tonight is probably going to be in that video. So, uh, and you can check my pin tweet at Dynasty FF Addict. Um, there's a place to sign up there. The application is also in the thread, the application and the rules. Uh, also, we have two Twitter handles because we are doing the two leagues this year. Uh, one is it's at, at FF Survivor U. Is that correct, Jeremy? Uh, yes, that's correct. FF Survivor U, the U stands for unlimited. <laughs> yes. And the one uh, for the other lead that we're planning on doing is uh, at FF, uh, is it, I think at FF underscore Survivor is the other one. And I've also, we also have the pin to that account uh, right now. I, I put up the rules, the, the, the submission form. Applications will close on uh, Tuesday, August 23rd. So, so get them in there. If you've listened to this, you're interested, uh, get it in there. I can't guarantee you will get in. Uh, the hope is that we get more applicants than spots, but, uh, so, but, uh, you can't get in if you don't apply. So, uh, with that, uh, we'll finish up and, and I hope you all sign up. And, uh, if you get in, I hope, I, I know you'll have a real great time. Thanks everybody.